If all this were easy, it wouldn't matter how it ends. Dan Mangan on Tina's Glorious Comeback. This is episode six of the podcast. If you haven't listened to the first five episodes, you should definitely do that because they don't connect to each other at all. Just do it. Dylan with life. I just like that voice. I think if I couldn't find hope, I should just let it all go. I used to think if I couldn't make dreams come true, I should just let them all go. When life seems you're having a great day. I was listening to Dan Mangan before I started recording here. He's in my top five favorite artists all time for sure. So crazy to me to think that he's a somewhat smaller Canadian artist that like people don't really know. I, like I don't get how someone so real and so talented isn't world renowned. And I can't imagine like how many artists like him are out there in the world just sort of only known to a relatively small group of people just in their country or something like that. There's so much music out there. I guess that's what I really enjoy about all the streaming services now as opposed to having to buy music before. There's a certain novelty to that, for sure, going and getting a physical CD and things like that. But you weren't going to be exposed to many new people. But now with these streaming services, you can find so many different little niche artists all around the world and spread their gospel. I was able to see Dan at a Blues and Roots Festival this summer. Finally checked that off the bucket list. I hadn't seen him yet, so that was great. He just announced a tour, too. You should see if he's coming to your city. If he is, go see him. Tell him, tell him to let me use his music for the podcast. Tell him to come on the podcast, actually. At least tell him to respond to my last email. Been waiting to hear back. He's celebrating the 10th anniversary of his Nice Nice Very Nice album, which in my mind is a classic. Go listen to that, or tell him you're, you will listen to that if he, uh, if he messages me back. He did a write-up about the, the whole thing, which is great. A little personal insight to where he was and what's gone on around that time. I'll link that somewhere. It's a good read. I feel you shouldn't trust a person who doesn't like music. If you meet somebody and you're like, what kind of music do you listen to? And their answer is, I don't really listen to music. Then you should probably shake their hand. Don't even shake their hand. Just just say bye. Walk away. Leave it at that. No further communication. They're probably a psychopath anyway. Probably use garden shears for more than trimming hedges you know I couldn't imagine going through my life without music I couldn't imagine going through a single day without music I wake up and the first thing I do I 
leave no time to get ready for work. Like I leave myself minutes. But my alarm is, is a song that gets me out of bed. And then I'll usually put on a, another song that's a good like morning, wake up, upbeat, happy. And then at work, I'm listening to music. My bike rides, I'm listening to music. Once I get home, I'm listening to music. On the other end of not trusting a person who doesn't like music, do trust a person who shares a very similar taste in music with you. At least trust them to be similar to you. So if you're not trustworthy, maybe don't trust them. But like them. Like them for sure. I don't know why Spotify or Apple or Google or Facebook or Tinder, I don't know why they haven't all like teamed up and just created a dating app where you just connect people based on how extensive their music chemistry is. Obviously, they're collecting data on all the artists you listen to and the songs you listen to, and sure, how many times you play a certain song. If they could come up with like a percent based on what you share with somebody else, that'd be the greatest thing ever. I don't care who it is. Any, if like the closest person to share my music taste, you know, they listen to J. Cole and Angus and Julia Stone and Eminem and Ludovico and Naudi and Dan Mangan and Ben Howard and Britney Spears and Taylor Swift all at the same time. System of a Down all within like 183 minutes of each other. You can find me that person that's listening to all those within 183 minutes of time. Let me know them. They'd be my best friend at least. Don't care where they are. I don't even care if they don't speak English. Just want to know who they are. Even if they're dead. Send me their obituary. Let me get in touch with their family. Give my condolences. See if I can contact their ghost. I want to see a ghost so bad. Think about the relief that would bring. Holy crap. That would mean there's an afterlife. And that my biggest fear is pointless. When I was younger, I'd be laying in bed in the dark and get scared when I hear noises or think I see shadows move. Now I get excited. I'm like, oh yeah, haunt my ass, let's go. Let me know there's something more. When I'm lying in bed tonight, I'll have uh, new sheets on there, which is one of the best feelings, getting into bed with new sheets on there. Ugh, makes any bed plus 10 comfortable attribute points for sure. I put a fitted sheet on my box spring today as well. Add a little flavor. I've got two sheets that go with my duvet cover. So it's like, why not cover up this box spring that looks ugly with a sheet that matches the cover? Which I realize people probably already do, but if you don't, do it, because why not? Just makes it look better. One of my exes taught me a great lesson. When she would make the bed, she would tuck not the fitted sheet, just the other, the next layer of that seven-layer dip. She would tuck that one in at the back, and I'd never, never even thought of that before. But I guess that's what the whole Seinfeld one-tuck, one-no-tuck was all about. So it was in my head, but I'd never thought about it or tried it. So goddamn comfortable. Makes you feel like you're being hugged while in bed. Which for, uh... Only people is nice.
So I did that this time. I'm excited to go to sleep tonight. You ever think about the fact that one day you might just wake up? In the last year or five years or ten years you've experienced or just a really crazy vivid dream? I think about that sometimes. I think, what if I go through this whole life, I'm getting older and I'm about to die, and then I just wake up and I'm in my 20s again, and everything is as it was at that time. The memory of that life and of things fade, and the things don't go exactly as the memories of the dream that I still hold on to. I'm not able to invest in some technological stock, but I'm there with a chance to do my life over. And I think now, if I wake up and it's a couple years back or, or many years back, what are the things I'd do differently? What are the things I'd try to change? And then I try to figure out ways I can make those changes now. How can I see this life as a second chance and stop wasting time? That's the hard part, obviously. I've really just made it my goal to be happy. Whenever someone asks me, where do I want to be in five years? Or where do I want to be in ten years? My answer is just simply, happy. Do the things that make you happy. Make the tough changes away from things that are draining you to something that has the possibility to fill you with joy. And that's not going to be a guarantee, but guess what? You can change something else up afterwards. But try your best not to live unhappy. Deja vu is a crazy thing. I used to get it a lot as a kid, and it was always fucked me up for a few minutes. I don't get it much now, but when I do, which is maybe a couple times a year, it freezes me where I'm at. Like, I get chills now. The feeling, whatever it is, has grown so intense. Maybe I have lived this life before. Maybe I've lived it many times before. Maybe at the end of this life, I'll just be redeposited back into another variation of this life. And if that's the case, there has to be a reason why, right? So follow your gut, follow your passions, follow your heart. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, too. The riddle, the riddle from last episode, nobody emailed in. So we'll carry that over to, uh, to next episode. The riddle for this episode is going to be, uh, I have cities, but no houses. I have mountains, but no trees. I have water, but no fish. What am I? So, uh, email it in, dylanwithlifepod at gmail.com. Get, uh, get on the riddle game. I wanted to recommend incense. You know, the little smelly fire sticks? The wicks that lead to nice aromas instead of dynamite? But I'm not sure if they're healthy or safe. I burn them quite frequently, but I'm probably going to get popcorn lung or something from it. There's no way inhaling burnt things is good for you. Still do it YOLO, you know? But not going to be officially recommending it for legal reasons. I don't want little Jimmy suing me in 28 years. And since I'm not recommending them, I'm also not recommending you taking a bite out of one and then sending me a report of how that went. Because that would be interesting, I bet. Definitely don't do that. 
unless you really want to. But a uh, recommendation for this episode will be, I don't know what to, I don't know what its title. I'm going to go with a, a lifestyle change or just a lifestyle recommendation, something along those lines. It'll be great. It'll help you out. I hope. People need to stop getting so angry about shit. Stop taking things so seriously or personal. Give it up. The world isn't out to get you. It can just be a shitty place. If you look at it through that jaded of a lens. Why not look at it as one big joke? That's how I've started to look at it. And let me tell you, the world is a hilarious place when you try to find the humor in every, and I mean every, situation. Do not take things personal. It's the number one thing I want to preach, alongside all the other things I want to preach. But seriously, taking things personal will make your life so much worse. So much less fulfilling, so much left happy. You got cut off in traffic? Boo-hoo. That person sucks. They weren't doing it to you directly. They were doing it to whomever happened to be there. Your food order gets messed up? Wah! Could have been anyone else's meal, just happened to be yours. Does it suck? Sure. Is there any reason to give it any further weight over your life and happiness? No. Forgot to do something at work or at school or at home and that thing gets called out? Let me tell you, that's going to feel personal. But it's not. It's almost always not. It just happened to be a mistake you made and it was brought to light. Understand it. Move on. Don't sit there stewing like somebody did you dirty or was doing it to affect your life. They're just doing whatever. It's not personal. Now, if things are personal then you need to act. But make sure you assess whether or not things are actually personal or whether you're just personally affected or offended because those are much different things. If someone says something about you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's personal. Could just mean they're talking about you. I want to bring back a a listener favorite segment from episode one. Things I don't know. I don't know what or how bobby pins are or work. Like, I get I get that you can pick locks with them. When I was locked out, I bought a pack to kill some time trying to pick my lock, but I got 60 pins in a pack and only used two for that. I've seen them in people's hair before, but I don't know how they work. I don't really see what they're doing. Pinning things, I guess, but I don't... What are they pinning them to? Do you need to use a lot of them or something? Is that why so many are sold together? Because they seem pretty durable. So they can't be breaking. Most of the times I see them, they're rusting away in alleys or tangled up with leaves on the side of the road. And the package that I got is not helpful. Just says, Lady Lorna, double nylon coated, stain proof, rubber tipped. And they spelled tipped T-I-P-T, so I don't know if I'm missing something there. And then 60 pins. Back is blank. No instructions or little pictures showing them in action, which would be helpful. So I don't know what to do with them. There's no way I'm going through 60 pins. 
However, I've got hair. Like, I rock some flow. There should be a way to use them, right? I'm thinking of just bending them into different shapes and making some nice pieces of art. But then what do I do with the remaining 40 pins? They just follow to my hair when I put them in. I'm not, I'm not getting it. I don't get it. Could maybe use them as really small chopsticks or like really small tongs. I don't know. And where the heck am I supposed to get clothes these days? On the topic of style, I guess. Where do regular people get clothes? My style up until now is probably best described as hip-hop jock, maybe? Sprinkling a hipster at times? And I'm at the point where I haven't bought new clothes in a long time other than the odd article every, every few months. It's not that I don't want to keep up my sweatpants and Adidas look. It's just that I want to have a wider range, you know. I've got the leisure wear covered. And I've grown out of and back into and then out through the other side and back again through all my jeans and dress pants. So I'm down to two pairs of jeans, maybe. The only place I know I like to shop at is this consignment store down the street. Turnabout on Main. Maybe they'll sponsor the show, friends of the show. But they've got a lot of brands I'm never going to spend the money on because I just don't care about that. But they've got nice things at decent prices. Being a consignment store, though, there's no guarantee of what items I'll be interested in and what'll be there. Honestly, the best place I've found in recent times for clothes is some big craft store. They had shirts, I guess, for when you're painting or wanting to glue a bunch of shirts together and make art. But the t-shirts were $5, and they're some of the comfier shirts I own. Just plain colors... One straight color, got a nice green, nice blue. Wear it in any situation, dress it up, dress it down, dress it all around. Do the hokey pokey and get your shirts for cheap. That's one really underrated thing about being in a relationship, besides learning bed making techniques. But in my past relationships, my girlfriends have been great about just getting me clothes that I ended up liking. I don't know how they do it, because I can barely do that for myself. They get things that I wouldn't buy for myself, and then bam, here I am, rocking some v-neck, trying to look grumpy because I don't want to admit to liking what I earlier had said I wasn't interested in. There's got to be a way I can just get someone to assess me in my current style, listen to what kind of style I'd like to also don. And then have them take my measurements and go on a shopping spree. That'd be great. That's got to be a business, right? Somebody can start that. You could have all these people just be junior wardrobe designers as their title. And they've just got like one or two clients. Or it's just like a catalog of these people and the styles they know well. And the people that they've dressed before and things that they've gotten and things that they'd get you. And then you pick them and then they get you things that would shape your uh, body type and hairstyle. Seems like a winning idea to me. <laughs> Speaking of a winning idea for a business, for as long as I can remember, probably like 15 years, one of my closest friends, Spencer, I'll say his name because he deserves the recognition. He came up with the idea for maple water. Now, his process may have not been so refined, but it was his idea. 
he wanted to get maple-infused water and sell it to people. And we'd always laugh about it. I see the charm. I could see why it'd be done. I could see it working, too. But uh, I guess he thought he had more time. But I was at some little festival earlier this summer, or just this summer. It's not still the summer. Earlier this year, in the summer. And there it was. A big old stand. Maple water. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, middle of a conversation, that person was talking, and I just like completely zoned out, stopped walking, was staring at this stand. Took me a couple moments to gather myself, really. I've always felt that being an inventor is really not that hard. It's just the uh, the actual doing. Being an ideas man, I guess, is not that hard. Or an ideas person, if uh, that offends you. And then here I am with no great ideas to share. I remember I've had a couple great ideas and dreams. And then I wake up and realize I'm not rich. And then I get sad. And then I forget what the idea was. And then I'm still not rich. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes an inventor. Got that chair with the, the back, like the rocking legs. Not rocking legs, but legs for when you lean back in your chair. I'd buy one of those for sh- for a chair. What else? What else? What's going on in life? I'd mentioned last episode that I thought that I had fallen back into that pit, but I was so so aware of it, and just uh, couldn't pull pull past it. And that analogy—it's uh, honestly something that I'm I'm used daily, and I think about, and I think I realized today that I I hadn't actually fallen in. I had just noticed, I basically hit a roadblock, and it was there. And this is times that usually, if I'm not so aware of it, it could spiral down, I could get lost for a little bit, but this one was weird. I was so aware, so aware of it, but I was also not able to get past it. So I was just stuck, basically, I guess, standing at the edge of this pit, trying to figure out how I'm going to get around this thing. And I did today, I feel, I hope. We'll see. New bed sheets. Tucked in, tucked in sheet. One tuck. So we'll see how that goes. What I really want to get is one of those weighted blankets. Have you heard of these things? Apparently they're really good for people that deal with depression or just uh, need a hug. They're just heavy blankets. And I can think of like some of the comfiest beds I've been in in my days and they usually have had noticeably heavier blankets that might be why I sleep so well while camping because I don't usually do the whole sleeping bag thing I just bring a bunch of blankets and just have three comforters on me and then that weight basically what they're trying to sell you condensed into one blanket So if you look into it and you like the idea, don't buy it if it's too expensive. Just put additional blankets that you already have on your bed. And then you're laughing. By the way, I had to check out who the main actor was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy after talking about it on the previous episode. And I couldn't get it. And I even said I wasn't going to get it. But it's fucking Martin Freeman. And I never would have gotten that. But fucking Bilbo Baggins, our uh, 
Sherlock's buddy. Or the one white guy in Black Panther. Speaking of Sherlock's buddy, if you haven't seen that show, Sherlock Holmes one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, up there for, for my favorite shows. I haven't binged something that fast too many times. And I've binged a lot of things quite fast, so that's saying something. Trying to market this thing has been weird in the beginning stages of it. I feel like a YouTube rapper or something. Or at least what I that's what I don't want to be. Like, I feel I should just go to the podcast that I listen to and comment on there and be like, Hey, I'm trying to do a similar thing. I think you'd enjoy it. Check it out. But then I've seen all those garbage rappers do that on music videos. And I just don't want to be that. So you guys are going to have to do it for me. Last week I told you to tell a, a parent. And that didn't have to be your parent. That could be any parent, actually. I think I said your parents, one of your, one of your parents. But that could be any parent if uh, you are in an unfortunate situation. But uh, tell any parent about last episode. This episode, tell somebody whose name starts with a letter in the first 13 letters of the alphabet or in the first 16 letters of the Russian alphabet. Russian alphabet's longer, right? I think so. Has to be. They've got regular letters and they've got like backwards letters. Gonna double dip in the things I don't know. I don't know how some Asian Britain languages work. Like, not a, not a clue. You can see it in other languages, especially if they share. Any language that shares the same letters as English, easy. I can, I can make that work. Then you get into Russian, it's like, I don't know the sounds of those things. But at least it's still just spelling words and things the same way. And then I see Chinese characters, and it's like a, a house with like a hashtag under it. Could be a sentence. And then like a house with a birch tree under it is a different sentence, but they don't even share the same words, even though they both used a house. And neither of them even mention a house. I don't know. I'm sure there's an alphabet of some sort, and I'm sure it all makes sense. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many of them using it. <laughs> recommendation uh, recommendation for this episode I hope you guys watch that shiny video YouTube video from last week because it's, it's really interesting I don't know if it's interesting it's just cool I hope you had an ice cream sandwich this morning I hope you uh, had some tea watched the green mile and did something else what was the other recommendation did I do a book Oh, a song. Oh. And listen to These Days by Mighty Oaks. Definitely go through and do all five of those things. If you were to make a day of the recommendations and do all those things, I think that'd be a pretty good day. Start with the ice cream sandwich. Then listen to These Days. Make a tea. Watch The Green Mile. Then watch Shiny afterwards. 
because green mile is a little heavy. You don't want to end on that. So watch shiny afterwards for sure. And then today's recommendation, lifestyle sort of thing, is to schedule dinners with your close friends or close friend. Like if you've got a best friend and you're starting to not see them so much because life gets in the way and shit happens, or if you've got a, a tight circle of like three or four of you, but again, you don't get together as often because you're all living life. Or when you do get together, it's in a, a bigger outing. You're at freaking Tanner's flea checkup and everybody's waiting for the results to celebrate him being flea free or, you know, Jessica's bar mitzvah. Schedule something with just you and that friend or friends. Schedule a dinner, drinks, once a month. If you guys are already sort of seeing each other a little bit more frequently than that, or want to be or should be, then do it every two weeks or every week. That's something that I do with my two closest friends. We go for dinner and a beer. We used to do it every week. Things got in the way. We're getting back to that now, and it's so much more mentally healthy. Feels good. Just have a scheduled dinner with them. I've got other close friends we're doing the end of every month, and then we know. There's no putting it off. There's no this. We all know what's coming up. We get together, we do it, and I'm so much happier for it. So do that. Maybe do that after the movie and the video, and then you can tell them about it. You'll be like, I did all these recommendations today, and it was wonderful. And then recommend the podcast to them. And if they already know about it, then recommend it to somebody where you're getting a drink. Because everybody needs help dealing with life, you know? I think that's it. Gonna call it a, a day, a night, a morning, whenever you're listening to it. Go, uh, go clean a light switch plate. You know the little rectangle around light switches? Go clean them. They get so many grimy fingers, and it's so satisfying to wipe away. Buy new socks before next episode.